Buzzard View Manor. We don't get very many guests around here. And when we do, we would like you to get comfortable and to stay a while. This evening, I have Lord Demise, my wonderful co-host, joining me. And we're going to be talking about a fun film that we both viewed a couple of weeks ago. But before we jump into that, we both are wishing you a very wonderful February. And supposedly, we're supposed to have an early spring this year because the groundhog supposedly didn't see a shadow. And there's a lot of exciting things going on in February. And you may be sitting there thinking, what exactly is exciting in the month of February? Well, this coming up weekend, the release of Lisa Frankenstein will be available to view at the theater. And I've already bought a ticket in advance to view that. And I believe her, the director, her name is um, Zelda Williams, which is, of course, the late... Uh, Robin Williams' daughter. So I'm pretty excited about viewing this film. So back in 2013, around February, a fun horror comedy was released called Warm Bodies. So we are way overdue for another fun horror comedy being released in the month of February. So that's why I'm super excited about this film as well. And what else is on the schedule? You may think to yourself, well, we have Fat Tuesday coming up and then we have Valentine's. Hey, all of you out there who are very anti-Love Day, just grab your favorite horror film and just watch it. There, There's a lot to pick from. My to-go film, you know, I kind of really enjoy this movie called Blind. We'll talk about it on another day, but I, I really like Blind. And what else? Oh, well, in February this year is Leap Year. So anyhow, with all that fun stuff coming up, and I do have a a dinner date with a well-known person who does astrology, and I'll share my um, event and what all we talked about and what all was said whenever, you know, that occurs, but I'll share that with you. So Lord Demise, welcome. Well, greetings there, Lady Winters. We certainly do have a lot to look forward to these next few weeks. And I'll tell you what, Lisa Frankenstein looks really fascinating. You know, I was super excited about this film being released. Like, cause like I said, it's been 2013 since we had a fun horror comedy that's kind of being released in the month of February. The last movie that was released, some, something like that, like I said, was Warm Bodies. So, uh, it, you know, films like that are cute. Yes, movies like that. You don't know what to think because when they get released, you think, oh, it looks like a terrible movie. And then you find out, wow, this is an amazing film. This is a great film. This is a timeless classic. And Warm Bodies definitely embodies that. It's such a good movie. It's a good relationship movie in a strange way. But deep down, ultimately, all relationship movies are a bit strange. Yes. And including it has an amazing soundtrack. Oh, that definitely helps, you know, because music can help build a movie up and it can make it even an even better experience. And I really do appreciate when they incorporate good music in um, a film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's some good soundtracks out there and some horror movies wouldn't be the same without their, their music, their scores and the music that they rely on. I mean, I know there's some classics out there that you take the music out and you're just, well, this is not fun. 
Do, 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 do. Exactly. <laughs> so do you have anything planned for Valentine's Day? Well, for Valentine's Day, we will definitely do some fun stuff. Uh, I will have to cook for uh, Lady Demise. I usually cook meals for her, and she enjoys that very much. I got to get her some flowers, you know, because we well, what's, what's the best way to take care of the day than to give someone dead things, you know? So that way we can watch exactly. them. Exactly. But more exactly. importantly, you know, just... The important thing is, like you said, if you don't, if you know, it's a day that can make people happy. It's a day that can make people sad. Make the best of it. If you don't have anyone in your life, hang out with friends, watch fun movies and, you know, turn Valentine's Day into something other than what they push on us. You know, make it about reminding that in the midst of winter, you can still enjoy some good horror thrills. Absolutely. So one evening I was in the living room and I was just kind of just surfing all these different horror films to watch. I mean, even though my physical media of horror films is growing, but still I was, you know, just kind of vegged out on the couch and I was like, hmm. And I'd happen to click on the Shutter app to see what they had. And I was like, play dead. That's interesting. I was like, you know what? Let me check this film out. And so I pushed play and it was a fun ride from beginning to end for me. It certainly was an interesting movie. It um, being on shutter, it definitely gets some attention because when you see movies appear on shutter, these aren't going to be your normal mainstream movies. These are going to be movies that the curators at shutter feel like, Hey, these movies made an impact with us. And we think that they're going to be a big deal and play dead definitely is one of those movies that you wouldn't expect and you probably wouldn't watch it unless you happen upon it the way you did, because, you know, we don't see big releases like this come out. You know, usually the big horror movie releases are going to be franchise films. But a movie like this, I think it would have done well in the box office had it gotten some good some good advertisement because it's a really good story. It really is. You know, I had a follower who when I posted that I viewed this film, he immediately went to go view it. And he's like, hey, did you know that this was originally released on Tubi? Like, I guess they have their own original releases and they were the first one to release this film. So he got to see it somehow for free because he's like, look, I don't pay for service. I don't I don't pay for streaming services. Yeah, I would say this. Tubi certainly is one of the best resources out there for movies of all genres. I know I watch it for mostly scary movies, but it's just a great. You know, and granted, it's got commercials, but you have to pay the bill somehow. And I'd rather that we have a service that provides you with thousands of options versus paying, you know, $25, which, by the way, is what Netflix costs these days. Yeah. It, yeah. Not that many good horror movies. Sure, they've got all these original series, but I don't watch most of them. And some of them right. are fine. But you know what? I want a channel that I could just put on and watch some scary movies. Shudder, uh, Screenbox. Tubi. These are the the services I want to watch because I can always click on the horror section and behold, hundreds of titles to choose from. Some of them actually might be worth watching. Exactly. So never kind of just overlook a film just because it's like on Tubi. You know, some people, so there's some hardcore Shudder fans that they only watch Shudder. And like I said, Play Dead was originally released on Tubi. I, I, I didn't even know that. that. That That's interesting. And I'll tell you what, you know, going back to um, the early days of Lord Demise and Lady Winters, 
back in the video store days that we love to think of so fondly, what was it that grabbed your attention? It was a box cover. Yes. And a box cover like this would have definitely grabbed our attention. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And so when I when I push play, you know, like I said, it, it was it was a riot and I have very dark humor and I enjoy rid ridiculous things and quotes and, and dialogue and films too. Um, it's just things that kind of tickle me whenever I watch a film. This particular film, you know, it's hard to describe it, but when I was watching it, the environment kind of reminded me of Dynamic Toys for some weird reason. That's an interesting outlook. It has because that like the warehouse feel, even though it wasn't a warehouse, but it was just like how it was shot. You know, it it just had this vibe of like a full moon vibe because I maybe because it was like a morgue. Yes, I get it. I get what you're saying. Uh, normally, full moon videos, you know, you don't see big sets. You see, mm -hmm. you know, a nice room and maybe a house or some sort of setting because they make the best of their budget. And a movie like this plays heavily on the idea of someone being trapped because it is a, mor a morgue, a mortuary. And the character, you know, the doctor is such a control freak. He has to have every part of that building locked up, which, you know, plays into the, the whole point of what's going on in the story. Do you want to describe the story so that uh, people can know what's going on? Well, so kind of the story kind of begins. I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil it for everyone who hasn't seen it, but we'll kind of just touch on, you know, here and there on the basis of it. Basically, some underground things are going on that's illegal. And the one of the characters, there's there's a financial problem. And she has a brother and this ex-boyfriend. And they have kind of like this plan to fix that financial problem. And so within the city, there's a lot of like, like illegal things happening where people are missing. And they're being, you know, like drugged and taken to this mortuary or is it a mortuary it's a morgue mortuary actually it's a morgue mm -hmm. it's a morgue and um so they're doing a lot of illegal things to people who can't be tracked or identified you know they could be homeless they could be like drug addicts and stuff like that and and so like i said it's kind of hard to explain without giving out spoilers so should we just go ahead and just tell the spoilers well if anything i would describe the film as kind of a cat and mouse game a young woman is breaks into the morgue to to take some evidence that's going to get her brother in trouble to get and him out realizes, of trouble yeah yeah get, get out of trouble and then she realizes one she can't get out and two that this that the that the the the, the mortician or the morgue or the medical examiner is is engaging in some shady businesses and it's a game of like i need to get out but i also need to make sure that i get out get with the evidence i need Otherwise, a lot of people are going to be in trouble. And that, if anything, we don't have to reveal too much, but we can talk about aspects of the film. I mean, it's up to you, Lady Winners. You tell me, you, you, you tell me the way you want to go. Well, let's just put it this way. She breaks into it. Well, she, she kind of fakes her own death. Yes. And that she was... gets take, yeah. She gets taken to this facility where she needs to confiscate evidence so her brother doesn't do hard time and in the process she realizes whoa something sinister is really happening here that she wasn't expecting and the um 
mortician or he's um what would the you corner. call him? the corner yeah the corner, yeah, corner is is involved with some underground illegal things that if you were to kind of stumble upon by accident there's no way he's going to let you get out of there alive yes the uh, corner and they don't really name him you know and that what gives him kind of like that sense of uh anonymity mm -hmm. He certainly has his little scam going on. He's very meticulous. And yet he's not one of these grubby, greasy, sinister looking individuals. He actually looks like a pretty straight, you know, coat and tie kind of individual, like a like a respected doctor. But, you know, you see that darkness. He, they even show him when he's talking to his family. You know, he seems like a family man. And that only goes to show just how dark and sinister he is, that he's very good at hiding you know, compartmentalizing that aspect of his um, of his endeavors. And it's, I mean, just watching that movie, I kept wondering, oh my God, if this is, if this is a real person, this is probably one of the sickest individuals out there. And there was, there's nobody that could stop him if he plays by, if he keeps doing what he's doing, you know, like by making sure that there's no paper trail. So we'll just go ahead and just kind of just start dropping bombs here and there. Um, so basically, this guy is into the underground world of harvesting organs from people who are still alive or they're dead. And so the point of the film is, you know, at first I was thinking, well, you know, is he into like the drug world? But no, it's because supposedly you can make a lot of money off of human organs and sell them on the black market. So that's what I took from this film. That's what he was involved in. He certainly was involved in some pretty scary stuff. I know when I first watched it, I thought he was into necrophilia or that he would, you know, do like awful things with the bodies or even um, like make those kind of underground red films, you know, the ones where they show people supposedly dying. Right. And, 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 and in, in a way, he did even worse. I mean, not only was he trafficking in, in organs, he was kidnapping people and he was taking transients and undesirables or or just people who wouldn't at attract a lot of attention if they disappeared and he was basically making the world a better place and yes yes making the world a better place and helping clean up the streets of los angeles california <laughs> absolutely see that's what was terrifying is that he saw the main character uh, chloe and to him you know chloe i mean to us the audience we know chloe is studying to be a criminologist so she wants to do something beneficial, something to help improve her life. But to him, no, you're just some transient looking to steal drugs, you know, and you know, you're, you're, you're the only good you're going to do is when I'm done with you and I start parting you out. And I mean, just the way he looks at people, you know, to him, these aren't, you know, human beings that need to be shown respect. I mean, no, they're just body parts that he can make money off. I mean, that's, Oh, that was horrifying. And, What's even scarier is the people who paid him for this stuff. You know, you know, you 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 have buyers. I mean, hell, he had he had a guy come by providing money, and then he would pick up a a, a cooler with the with the body parts. So, and it's not like this is something he was doing like once a month. He was doing this routinely, like almost daily. That's what was scary. Kidney, skin, you name it. They were doing it. Eyeballs, everything. Yeah, because when you think about it, as a coroner, he's dealing with dead bodies. A dead body only has a few useful items. So, you know, the fact that he was having people kidnapped and keeping them alive, 
because there are things that, you know, would come in handy, like like kidneys and and corneas. And I mean, oh my God, just, it's terrifying to think because <laughs> this is like something you see in the movie Hostel or something. It's just like horrifying. And this guy was basically by himself, you know, because they explained that due to budget cuts, you know, they don't have the staffing for these facilities. So here was this lone corner in a very big facility that in an old hospital by himself, nobody to mess with him. The occasional, the people who would visit him would be the um, the paramedics, you know, the people dropping off the bodies, uh, the police the sheriff just to talk to him about the dead bodies and that shady individual who would come pick up the parts, you know? Besides that, he didn't deal with anyone except for the people he talked to on the phone. But, you know, what did you think about the over-the-top action that was throughout the film? I thought it was hilarious. It, it had yeah. me cracking up. Like, Absolutely. The, the fact that the dark subject matter, the fact that the movie was a bit of a black comedy did help the plot move a lot better because, you know, this could have been a very creepy movie, like, like a, one of those saw movies or, or like, like hostile, but no, it was actually pretty funny. I mean, the interactions with it, with that corner, his little, you know, weird tendencies, the, <laughs> the, the Chloe being the good person that she is and her idiot brother. I mean, the movie would not have been the same without the idiot brother because oh, you gosh. know, she loves him to death, but oh my God, I guarantee you, they could make a series of movies where it's Chloe rescuing her brother from his idiocy. Yeah, I know. Her brother got on my nerves so bad. Like I was like, at first I was like, yes, okay. You know, I could see where she's coming from it. But then like, whenever he started kind of like being like a coward and being afraid to fight back. And then when he took that baton to the face, I, I was like, I felt like, yes, you deserve that. You know, but during this film, there was a lot of over the top action. I was not expecting that. And when it took that turn, I started kind of like, like I said, I have dark humor. It tickled me like the, the electric fence. I wasn't expecting yep. that. <laughs> that was, that was funny. I mean, just, wow. <laughs> wow. And then the dogs. You know what? And the, and the dogs, I, I really do think that this had a lot of black comedy in it. It certainly did. I mean, it took a, a dark subject matter and made it, it made it a little more palatable for people who, you know, might get turned off by the subject matter. When they see that there's humor, then you can sit back and say, hey, you know what, this is actually pretty funny, you know, and it it makes a, a, a disturbing movie a little more palatable. And yeah, like you said, the electric fence, the dogs, just the weird little things involving the keys, you know, everything about this movie made it stand out, you know, so that you, you will remember. And if you watch it again, you can appreciate it even more because it's definitely a movie you can certainly enjoy rewatching. You know what kind of got like under my skin a little bit? I was like, honey, you are in a room with a whole bunch of like weapons. You could hide under that bed. And when he's standing there, you could just swipe the back of his like the, some kind of tendency, you know, or just like attendant and take this guy down. But she never really reaches for anything to mess him up with. Absolutely. There's a um, a plot device used in a lot of movies. They call it a Chekhov's gun. It's when they show you something early in the story and it turns up later. Because one of the things he would do with the bodies is he would have that canister of liquid nitrogen. And the first thing I thought of, grab that can. You could use it to, to hurt him. And meanwhile, like you said, she kept not grabbing the saws, the scalpels, the chemicals. There was so much 
in oh, that gosh. that she could have fought back with, but she just was so, you know, and the fact that she didn't have shoes on, you know, cause she's got bare feet, you know, she was probably like, like cutting her feet up on the broken glass and her feet are cold, you know, and, you know, cause remember they brought her to the board because they thought she I was know. dead. I mean, yeah. Imagine that. I mean, you're, she's butt naked. She has to find clothes. And of course he's kind of like, I mean, obviously you work alone and you'll notice that, wait a minute, that, that stuff's not there. That wasn't there. And that's when he begins to suspect there's something going on. But little things like that made the movie stand out. It was just such a fun, weird, kind of, you know, unique movie. And I certainly enjoyed the recommendation because I don't know if I would have watched it otherwise unless I happened to happen upon it on uh, on Shudder or, or Tubi. But it certainly was a gem that's worth seeking out it is and it's one of those that i'm going to look forward to see if i can add to my collection indeed and you know jerry o'connell has he's had a great career you know stand by me and then you know he always plays good guys he plays everyday fun guys to see him play such a dark sinister character was like wow because you don't usually see him play these kind of characters and he was really good i mean he was terrifying I mean, but look at Bailey Madison. Remember she was in as a little girl on the bridge to Terabithia? He was, that's right. And so I was like, I remember just watching. I was like, wait, where do I know her? Why does she look familiar? I was like, oh, she was that cute little girl. Yeah, she was. And it's and it's interesting when you see characters like that, because, you know, she's not that old. You know, she's probably like early 20s, maybe mid 20s. And some of these actors, they, if they've been in the business for 10, 15 years, you forget that they were little kids, you know, and then now, oh, she's a grown woman. You know, and the director, like at first I was like, okay, this was kind of like a low budget film because I was looking at the different locations, but he has directed some pretty decent films. He certainly why don't, you, why don't you share some films that he directed with us? Oh, yes. William Lucere, I believe that's his name. And has quite a career he directed three dracula movies that are fairly recent ones he's directed a prophecy movie i believe the third one but my bloody valentine is definitely probably one of his most prominent ones and he also directed another good one i don't know if you've seen this one trick that's a really good one it involves yes. a serial so you've got a pretty good actor director here and you know, he's also directed some television, uh, the Purge TV series and the TV series for Scream. So he's got some pretty good horror chops. And, and you know what? That's pretty cool because this is some a movie where in the hands of an amateur, it probably wouldn't have been pulled off as well as it was. He's one of the, he is one of those horror directors that we've seen his films, but we just didn't know who he was, if that makes sense. You know what? Exactly. You know, you're familiar with his work, but you just didn't know it was that individual. So that was pretty cool seeing that he had directed those other movies. Cause I know I um I, I especially enjoy My Bloody Valentine, the remake, which by yes. the way, good movie to watch for Valentine's Day. That's right. And when it came out, I saw it in 3D, which it was amazing. Wow. So, that, yeah. that back then, back when they had the 3D boom. Mm-hmm. So thank you everyone for tuning in and thank you, Lord Demise, for speaking with me about this film that we got to view. And everyone, we both are wishing you a very good night. You have a good evening.